We're getting better. We're getting better. We're getting there. Super hyped about it. Okay. Colonization is on that way. Interesting. Welcome to another episode of Conversations on Our Way. It's the 6th of April, 2021. I'm Flo. I'm Sam. And today we have a very special guest. Everyone, hello to Steph. Steph, say hi. Hi. <laughs> Steph and I go way back um, a few, how many years now? I think we just calculated about six years. We met in uni in statistics class. Yeah. Fun, fun, fun. Yeah, definitely a memorable time. Oh my goodness. I remember from that statistics class, we were having a gripe how we had to learn statistics on a separate program instead of Excel, and we regretted not learning it on Excel. We were like, why are we doing this? It what was program was it? Minitab. Oh, goodness. The fact what is, remember what is that is amazing. What's uh, Minitab? You don't want to know, I think. <laughs> <laughs> goodness it was a horrendous time well no it was good we met each other so we shouldn't we shouldn't say you know terrible time because we bonded for life so we did we did um and so we've been stayed friends for for all this while as well mm -hmm. and um our actually our other friend gina will be coming onto the podcast next week as well so that's oh. also very exciting um but today Wanted to catch up with Steph, introduce her to Sam, and welcome mm -hmm. her on the podcast. Thanks. Have you done anything like this before? Not at all. I can't say. Yeah, no, no experience. So you'll have to excuse any blunders and mess ups. I definitely don't know technology very well, or talking, or anything. So we'll just see how it goes. It's fine. It's all. It's all. It's all a learning experience, isn't it? I love your openness to the whole experience. <laughs> I caution, but but the excitement. Um, and so right now, Steph is currently well. I know Steph as one one of my very 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 close friends, but as well, she is the plant mother, the mother potato. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but as I well, like, yeah, t Steph, tell tell the tell the listeners more about. The plants that you own because I'm always in awe of the, the plant phase that you went through or are you still in that plant phase yeah so that's an interesting question actually so currently I am in the plant phase um but I would say it has dampened I want to say I really got into plants maybe like back to that probably when you met me I feel like I was just picking them up I probably only had like three when you met me I want to say I at least have a minimum of 150 now, which what? at Jesus. least, yeah. Oh my so god! I have those terrible people that has an Excel sheet. I say I'm bad with computers, but I have an Excel sheet of all my plants. It's just the kind of person I am, a bit psychotic, but it's fine. Jesus! Uh, so do you keep track? I keep track of the plants I have and like care levels and things like that. I'll don't. I won't like record every time I water them or things like that. Like, for example, today I went around and I did a maintenance. You know, you cut off all the dead leaves and you do a big water and things like that and you do a dust and stuff like that. But I won't record that I've done that today or anything. It's just something that you enjoy doing. It's like, you know, some people prefer potting and, you know, pottering and doing certain things. You know, that's what I, my mum says you prefer fluffing. And so that's my fluffing task. I like instead of when I'm procrastinating, that's my favourite thing to do. Okay. How do you yeah. keep track? How do you keep track of all one fifty? 
I have one so, plant and I forget <laughs> how often. <laughs> when they're all consuming in your environment, you kind of can't miss them. You know, it's sort of like they're in your face, whether you'd like them to be or not. Um, so definitely a lot of reshuffling. Just anytime you bring a plant, well, you, anytime I bring a plant home, um, I'll just put it on my Excel sheet and write its, you know, common name, a little bit about it. And then I think to be fair though, I haven't bought any new plants. I want to say in a, like at least two months, which is. I think you don't need them anymore. I don't, I agree. Don't need I new ones. You can't help yourself. And I definitely got my partner's mother into them and I've definitely offloaded a lot of the plants that I don't end up, you know, loving as much or I don't have space for them in my tiny apartment then i will offload them to her and then now she has way too many plants as well so it's definitely a disease i like passing around so <laughs> like the one or a plant curator in a sense yeah, plant curator and i think that's the thing you always go through phases in life you know some people mm. go through clothes and things like that and mine have been plants so like when i started i was really into cactuses really into succulents and now I probably only have like three succulents. Whereas when I started, that was my whole collection was just succulents. Mm. So I probably had like, you know, 40 or 50 different succulents. And now I've got one. So it definitely shows you go through, you know, and there's certain like I, as much as I'd love to be someone that has, you know, every single type of plant and everything like that. At the end of the day, I think the stress of having to look after that many and being so overwhelmed would definitely dampen that you know joy you, you have to reach yeah. i guess a limit of what are you prepared to put in time for what you enjoy doing versus what when does it then become a chore and i think yeah. when it starts becoming a chore then you're less likely to enjoy the hobby so how, I how is one how is 150 plants not a chore it you know what there's a lot of small ones and it's a lot of like propagation so you're doing a lot of cuttings so you're yes. taking your plant and you're taking a lot more cuttings from them so even though you might have like one big main one, you'll have like four different babies off of that kind of thing. So uh, okay. technically I could put them all in one big pot together and, you know, reduce the load. But I okay. like giving them to friends and I like giving the little cuttings out and things like that. It's nice. It's it's enjoyable to share what you enjoy to, with other people as well. Yeah. So I definitely find plants are that nice thing that you can be like, oh, here's like a little cutting and you can – you know, because currently I've definitely started to steer the conversation off with plants for one second, but currently <laughs> my hobby is definitely um, getting into like aquascaping and aquariums and things like that. I've always kept fish. I'm definitely an animal person. I have two cats somewhere. Um, and I definitely find right now I've eased up on my plants because I'm getting so into <laughs> plants fish. underwater. Well, no, technically the plants <laughs> in the tank. You know, out, you know, plants that are not underwater and now to aquatic plants. So it's like, what difference am I really making? I'm just adding a few f fish this time. But yeah, so right now it's like, I can't go and be like, oh my God, here's a fish to my friend. It's not something I could share with them. Whereas I feel like it's a bit easier to be like, here's a little plant cutting. So mm. that's where I'm at right now <laughs> with my, my. Addiction. You're branching off. You're branching I'm off. I'm branching. I'm branching. I'm going for live animals and, you know, which is always a bit of a, a question mark, I think. Yeah. So you have 150 plants. You mm. have, you're working on an aquarium with fish. You have underwater yeah. plants. You have, I heard you said you had two cats. I have two cats somewhere, probably sleeping. So it feels like they don't really like contribute much to that. Um, okay. 
Yeah, dog as well, but um, my father refuses to give her back. So when we moved into this apartment, um, I had to leave her with my dad because he wouldn't let me take her. So now we just have the two cats, but they are lovely. It's nice being surrounded by little little furry animals and little little things you can look after and things that depend on you. I feel like it boosts your self-esteem a little bit. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing to say, that's, though. That's a, that's a nice way to say it. That's a nice way to put it, yeah. How many fish tanks do you have now? Um, so currently, I've always had, you know, a fish tank growing up. So when we yeah. moved to my dad's place, I brought my fish tank over here. Um, and then I ended up getting another one. Um, so, and then a few more after that. So currently, um, I have one, two, three, four, five, six. I have currently six fish tanks and, um, we just put in by we, I mean, my partner and I, we just put in another order or a custom order. I shouldn't say another order, a, a custom order for a fish tank to go on our kitchen counter because it's a very specific space. Um, so that will be arriving, I think on Saturday. So after Exciting. that. Yes. After that, I have eight. So how many? So so you're doing aquascaping. Does that mean you count how many species of? No, I think we've because I'm only just getting into the hobby, and it's there's a lot to learn. Um, oh. I found with when I was just doing all my plants, it was definitely like a lot of hit and misses. You know, you have a lot of plants that die, and you know, mm-hmm. it's a bit a bit. You have to be a bit more cautious, I think, when you have live fish with you. Um, so it's definitely more of picking a design, you know, picking a hardscape, picking something that you enjoy that's pleasant to look at and then putting in the plants around that and then finding, you know, or having a few fish that work in that environment because obviously at the end of the day mm. the environment is for the fish. It's not, you know, it's pleasant to look at but I want them to be happy as well. So Yeah, um, plants are for the fish. The fish are not for the plants. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly that. So I think it's definitely more of a like, I've got these wonderful fish. I really enjoy them and what plants would work well for them. Mm. How can I make this look nice? You know, and there's, you know, there's so many things online you can see and YouTube and, you know, Instagram and everything that people have their wonderful scapes up online. So I'm definitely a novice. It's, I'm definitely not at that, you know, CO2 level putting, you know, injecting CO2 in my my tank and doing all that for the, you know. I'll get there one day, maybe. I don't know. We'll see if we'll see what yeah. happens. That's <laughs> no problem. That's actually really interesting because um, I noticed there are two types of people with hobbies. Like one type, hob, um, one is you, like doing a lot of different things. Um, I like to. I I don't know how to put it because when I say a hobby, I'm just like just sitting there doing nothing. Yeah. Yeah. You mean what but, do you like doing in your pastime? I think. Like some people, I, I understand what you mean. Some people will be very involved in mm, mm. like what they enjoy doing. So I yeah. you know, some people really enjoy a particular sport and it will be like that That sport is their life kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You, know, you do it on your weekends or, you know, some people, you know, love gaming or whatever it is. They'll spend all their spare time on that. Whereas I think I, technically though with I find – I'm like that in the sense that I'll spend a lot of time on one hobby mm-hmm. and then I will find another hobby that's in a similar kind of, you know, a, I don't know, similar branch, I guess is mm-hmm. the best way to describe it. And then I would start putting all my attention onto that. So right now it's all like fish tanks for me. 
doesn't mean I don't love my plants. Doesn't mean I don't pay attention to them. It's just right now that's all I'm giving my attention to. So yeah, because you give your attention to everything, or mm. you solely focus on one thing, and it's very yeah. hard to, to you know spread yourself kind of to all the things you enjoy. Yeah, well, I think in your case, it's because you've yeah pretty much had your fun with plants. Now you're trying to branch into something yeah. a bit newer, so I, I, so you can learn a bit learn a yeah. bit about the new things and but you're still kind of in your in the plant zone yeah and in i think plant that's, zone, yeah yeah and i think that's the thing it's like if you're not growing and you're not learning i feel like mm. i definitely feel a bit like it's a bit like a stalemate i find yep. it's definitely a bit disheartening when you've got nothing new going on or there's nothing to you can put your time and effort and focus into so i definitely find things like you know picking up it you know having lots of plants or having aquariums or things that you enjoy doing definitely you know mm. still allows you to do that learning aspect yeah. continue growing your knowledge without being stuck in a kind of sand still i guess yeah um, sam still yeah. does <laughs> <laughs> but um i think a big big thing for everyone to stay motivated and not feel like in a stalemate is having something to look forward to mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i agree yeah, I think but, especially now we've all been like stuck at home. It's kind of like, what hobbies can you do indoor? Mm. So, yeah. oh, but I, I feel like I spent all my time indoor anyway. So it's like, you know, I already had those hobbies to go. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. But I guess, I guess to your point earlier, Sam, it's there's two, there's two levels of hobbies. There's the one where you kind of like dip your toes in and then the ones where you really start spending your money on. Mm -hmm. And I think the ones where you start making the investment into either really learning the craft or about the hobby or the sport or whatever the interest is, that's when it becomes a real interest or a passion project in a sense. Mm. And that that shows the two different levels of commitment to it almost. I guess this would count as... A hobby i wouldn't count yeah, I would podcasting count. as a hobby i would yeah i think you got this is definitely a hobby because it's something you enjoy doing and you know i, you I guess and you know i would classify it as a hobby mm, then i have a hobby then, then you have yeah. a hobby <laughs> yeah. but i, I mm, but yeah uh we'll go into i don't want to talk about my about me today <laughs> i want to talk about our guest oh i'm so, but, yeah. I'm so close. Uh, <laughs> Flo told me you you have a child. A child? Why me? No, not me. Not me. It's, That's oh. our lovely other friend you're thinking who's going to join you uh, next week. Uh, sorry, next I got. I, got I don't think I up. would have as much time no, as I only have. first child for for children. For <laughs> children, for children. I definitely right. don't think I could if I had a child put as much tension onto all my hobbies. <laughs> Yeah. Plus uni, I don't think you, I sound, do it. you sound a bit too energetic for being a parent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, because I I was talking to my neighbor the um like maybe a few days ago, and I was just like catching up, saying hi, how you doing? And his kid is maybe a year old now, and I asked him, "Oh, you're happy, right? It's all worth it in the end." He's just gives me a, a chuckle, like, "Yeah, sure, sure, sure." <laughs> <laughs> oh, it yeah. depends on what age the child is. I think it yeah. depends. On- what year you're asking is it what mm. is it ter- terrible under three i don't know what the tant- yeah, yeah toddler tantrums yeah 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 but no i don't think steph would have time given that she's also um she's you're doing your master's in mm. give me the full title again i can't 
I'm doing currently a Master of Biotechnology. Mm-hmm. What is biotechnology? Um, your guess is as good as mine. I can do a quick Google for you and let you know. Um, but, but you're studying it. <laughs> no, so currently it's – so what I'm kind of learning is doing sort of like the bio side. So it is in science field. It's science and engineering. Mm. Um, and then we're kind of – well, I guess in my course because, you know, you've got a – so, you know, uni, you've got a little bit of leeway with the sort of subjects you pick. So mm. currently I'm doing like a lot of chemistry, um, you know, I'm doing bioinformatics. So it's kind of looking at like statistical programs and how they help with um, kind of exploring your data that you would get from doing a scientific mm. study. So if like when, when you get your experiment results, how do you analyze that? You know, how, mm. what, what, what programs are you using? What's, you know, analysis is there kind of thing. So that's currently what I'm you know, what programs are there. That's kind of what I'm currently um, yeah. focused on. That doesn't sound very bio. That sounds so general to well, all the sciences. Yeah, well, it is the thing because you can do, depending on what you want to do, you can do masters of research and then obviously that'd be a lot more specific because you'd be doing, you know, what field you'd be, you'd, you'd have an experiment and you'd, you know, be conducting all your controls and you're doing your recording mm. and you're your data analysis. Whereas mine's quite general. I think when I first uh. chose a master's I wanted something that was a little bit more generalized because then I can kind of because you know like anyone decide to go into a master's or go into a uni you're just like is this the right choice so I found picking something that was a little bit more broad you know that I could cater and see what I like or see what subjects kind of I gelled Mm. with was a better decision rather than jumping into research and not being sure if I actually enjoy the research I was doing so Mm, going broad is it's a good decision for the moment and you never know. You can always pick up and do a year uh, of masters of research in the end. Yeah. If there's something I, I did. That was my strategy going to my bachelor's. Mm-hmm. Um, I did economics and psychology, double major is very broad. Um, I, my idea going to it was okay. If I like one side, I'll just stick to one side or I could just stick, stick to both and just finish it. See where see where I go from there, but I kind of regret being so broad now because I don't have a direction. And I 100 percent agree. I think that's what I did with my uh, my bachelor. I only Mm -hmm. did a bachelor of science, Mm -hmm. and I just got a major in biology, and that definitely prevented me from going and getting a job in something that I enjoy doing. I think it's really tricky to have direction though when you're Mm. you know 17, 18, coming straight out of school and going to uni you know, and, or a lot of people following what their parents are doing. And, you know, you retaliate against that. You're like, I don't want to do what my parents are doing. Mm. So it's very hard to find something, especially I think in, you know, today's society where it's all about, you know, the standards and expectations on what's your career? What do you do? How do you make money? Um, You know, things like that, you know, what that seems to kind of define a person. So I find it's really tricky with, sorry, I'm going self-topic here, but nah, don't worry, keep going. it's really tricky to go, uh, to, to kind of not put so much pressure on your, you know, having a degree and, you know, saying, oh, look, I have this title, you know, mm. so, you know that's given value to me as a person. person. Um, I think it's definitely, you're not a, a lone situation, but all you can mm kind of look at it is with tunnel vision, unfortunately, when you're in the situation. So I find yeah. people will just say, okay, I'm just going to pick any degree and just see what happens. And that was kind of me with my science, you know. I enjoyed science in high school and then thought, yeah, okay, I'll do this. Did my science, you know, bachelor, 
tried to get in the job industry and it was just jobs that I really didn't enjoy. So then in Mm. my brain, I was like, okay, what can you do from here? Why not go back into masters? Because the only thing I, and I guess I know this from my hobbies is the only thing that I kind of enjoy the most is forever learning. You know what I mean? Like I don't Mm. think if I'm not learning, I am miserable. I think it was when I first finished uni and then I had like, you know, 10 months of just solid working it was just the worst it's yeah it's so you and I think I didn't even though I had plants back then and I had that hobby it just it's just not enough like I feel like I yeah always so pick up so you said like you want to constantly learn right and after your bachelor's you went to the job it was tiring you didn't you didn't really learn that much um mm. well I learned yeah. as much as I could and then after that you kind of you're like okay now yeah. what do you know what I mean like it's definitely I'm a I have to bounce from thing to thing I definitely feel like I have to forever and if I'm not learning I feel like there's a lot of unsatisfaction in if you're in a job and you're not learning yeah and I think a lot of people with that as well Mm. you know speaking to friends stuff like that they'll say yeah the job's fine but it's boring you know or I know what I have to do it's the same thing every day kind of thing Mm. you know so So this might be like a pessimistic question to ask but I'm just going to ask anyways yes good is it possible that you finish your master's, mm-hmm. go go find a job with your master's and feel the exact same way? Uh, 100%. I think that's unfortunately the sort of personality I have. I think that's something I just have to work on myself. Um, I think going forward, I guess my sort of combat for it is to do more hobbies or do not, I guess it's more of, I guess, soul searching in the sense of not put so much reliance of I my value as a person is dependent on my degree, my master's and what job I have and how much money I'm making. I think mm. going forward, you know, especially when I first graduated, I was, I think I was 21 or 20, mm. I think, something, whatever. I think I would have been, I don't know how, how many years, three years. Um, I found a lot of the time it was a lot more, you know, early 20s, you're trying to figure out who you are and you put a lot of comparisons on what you're doing versus other mm. people. I feel like now that I'm a little bit older, I know going forward, once I finish this master's, you know, I have found something I enjoy. Okay, it might not be, you know, something I'm in love with, but I think I will be forever looking if that's what I'm, you know, if I'm just forever looking for something perfect. I don't think there's anything perfect. I think you just strive and you just, you strive and you do something you enjoy and you just forever learn and you just forever grow. Mm. Um, And it doesn't, you know, I think as well, I think another problem that people have is saying once they get out with their degree, going into a job and saying, this is it, this is all I have. Mm. Whereas you can change jobs, you can change careers. Just because you go into one job doesn't mean you have to be stuck there forever. So I think definitely now once I finish with my master's, like I know I'm going to go in and I'm going to try it and see if I like it. And if I don't, then it doesn't matter. Like we've got, yeah, we'll see what happens. There's no pressure on anything. Yeah, exactly. I think um, a really big bad mindset to have is going into the degree finishing it looking for your quote-unquote dream job and expecting that to be the rest of your life yes because there's no way that one job will be the rest of your life yeah and i think it goes back into who you are as a person today versus Mm. who you are in five years or six months or a year i think it's hard for me to say yeah like i might i'll go into a job (laughs) once i finish my master's Mm. but i don't think it will be my it might be my dream job today it won't be my dream job in 10 years time I don't know what my priorities will be then so maybe we'll have to do this in 10 years time and you can ask me then yeah hopefully <laughs> all your plants will still be alive <laughs> yeah. 
hopefully they'll all be with me wherever I am. Yeah. I think one thing that like when you're younger you don't really realize the concept that forever isn't real per se mm. it, when you're younger it's kind of like oh the personality you have is the one that that's you right mm. the, the whole idea is, is like oh your your interests and your personality could change completely in five years time that's like absolutely ridiculous yeah. at the time but then now as we get older we realize that the changes that we go through they can happen within six months type of thing. They can happen within five years it, and it will happen. Change is inevitable almost. Mm. Of the, the life stages we go through, the environments that we move into, the people we meet. But I definitely recall as a younger, uh, in teenage years or yeah, continued as a young adult type thing, you know, you had that, that, and it almost, adolescent amateur kind of headspace where you're like i'm gonna be like this forever this is me i'm done in a sense mm. <laughs> yeah i found myself which is fine it's great that you found yourself but there's more to discover <laughs> mm, exactly um do you do you, off a bit off topic but have you two watched the office the tv show yeah the tv show I, yeah i watched like episodes in passing but not mm. I, I'm a fan, Same. but I don't think I sit down and have watched the yeah. whole. So why, so why I bring it up is because one of my favorite quotes from that show is, I think on the last episode, the character Andy, he, he said, I wish there was a way to know you're in the good old days before you've actually left it. Yeah. Yeah. So that, it's kind of like you got to appreciate what mm. you have at any moment, you know? Yeah. There's another saying that I uh, was... Mm grew up listening to over and over again and I despise it but it's very true and it's literally youth is wasted on the young so I think huh. 100% yeah I don't know I think growing up it's like the problems you think you have you know as, while you're in your youth you know and it's like if only you could have your youth and you know your young active body <laughs> when you've got yeah. the you know brain of you know someone who's a lot more mature and has a lot more you know experience you know it's like your experience increases and your understanding and your knowledge increases but then your youth is slipping <laughs> so yeah. yeah i don't know it's one of the things i always heard if only you can turn back time with the knowledge now and go going back to 10 years well, I, I think we i think we answered yeah i think me and flo we answered oh sorry i keep cutting you off i'm so sorry <laughs> go ahead go ahead um what's the saying that it ends in in hindsight something i sorry i'm talking about a quote i can't even remember the quote <laughs> i don't I know I don't. It'll say it spontaneously <laughs> i don't know that one but i think uh flo and i we've talked about like um if we could go back in time like 10 years what what would you do <laughs> so what what would you do steph if i could go back 10 yep. years what make one change one change, I think probably it'd be more going into how I would talk to myself. So more going into my mindset. I think mm-hmm. um, like growth in, in terms of mentally is very hard. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very hard to sometimes get out of when you're in a really bad mindset. Mm-hmm. And so I guess if I had to go back 10 years, I guess I would try and tell myself not to be so harsh. I think stop being my worst critic. Obviously, I still struggle with it now, but mm. I think, you know, it's just life is too short to be 
putting so much pressure on yourself and to try and be perfect and have everything yep. perfect and you know by this age you're going to have this goal and by you know oh look at what that person's doing i think you know less comparing more living you know yeah how how would you actually frame it in a sentence to your younger self though because i noticed that um, get over you yourself wanna... <laughs> and get off your ass sorry because <laughs> i noticed like when oh. you want to help someone and change their yeah. change their mindset you know their mindset is a bad place just telling them it's not exactly. most of the time doesn't do, do anything because they have to realize it themselves then and they can make the change themselves. And I guess so. that's probably why even going back 10 years, I probably wouldn't change anything because mm. I think though if, you know, those are the sort of things I would want to work on or those are the sort mm. of things I want to tell myself. It's kind of like, the, not there's no point, but like you said, it's you're either going to, you always take, you know, everything with a pinch of salt anyway. So if someone, if my future self, you know, came to me 10 years ago and was like, you know, you want to be doing this or you're, you shouldn't be doing this. I'm just gonna be like, Oh, go away. You know, it's not, <laughs> not gonna, I'm not even going to listen to my own self back then, you know? So, you know, maybe now I would, but True. you have to live through it. And I think the regrets I have, there are none. I think you go through life and mm -hmm. you learn it along the way. And mm. As much as it'd be great to like be like, oh, why didn't you go on that holiday? Probably like maybe that would be something I change, but um, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I I think when we, me and Flo answered that question, we we just settled on, oh, okay, just go back ten years, tell your uh, younger self to buy Bitcoin, and just settle yeah. like that. <laughs> <laughs> invest. We settled on. Yeah, if I could go back to eighteen year old me, I'd be like, hurry up and get in the shares, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> It's going to take you three seconds to open an account. Just do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. that is, that's a very good point. I think, yeah, that's what I should have responded with. <laughs> or maybe oh. wasting your money on some, you know, anything. Save your oh, money no. kind of thing, but still enjoy it. Be reasonable. Be responsible. You know, those annoying mother things I feel like I'm saying now. <laughs> Everyone okay, has to learn either. those themselves eventually. Remember that. Other you than shit. You can't learn it unless you learn it yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But actually, like, you know, Sam, thinking about, like, what would I tell my younger self? Mm. Knowing the kind of person that I am, like, actually understanding how I personally work and things like that, I'm so tempted whilst Steph was answering. I was like, I would go back and tell myself that, like, if I don't change or um, work really hard right now, 10 years ago, then I'm going to be a failure in life because I know that'll trigger inside of me this like whole full-on switch into full mode drive in a sense and just kickstart that like very, very quickly. But then at the same time, you're also in a sense risking, you know, if your future self comes back and tells you like, you know, if you don't fix up everything now, you're going to be a failure future and then just have like crippling anxiety yeah i feel like it's a bad mindset you're like let's set her up for bad <laughs> bad mindset you know <laughs> yeah i think it's a tricky one to go back and what would you say or what would you do differently or mm. you know they always ask people i feel like you know what are your regrets you know at the end of the life you always say what what are their regrets and i guess it's so overdone and you hear it so much but it's more mm. of what they they don't do versus what they do do so i don't know Mm. yeah life we're going so deep here but mm. um 
life yeah life is just about experiencing it and learning i think that's a, that's the biggest thing so yeah mm. Yeah, and being there for your friends, being, you know, enjoying it, being in the moment, you know. Present. Learning as much as you can. I 100% agree. Being in the present, learning as much as you can. Pick up every single hobby. Try every single thing. See what you love. See what sticks with you because if it sticks with you now, it probably won't stick with you in 10 years or maybe you'll pick it up in 10 years and you it, will, it won't stick at all, you know. So I don't know. I think it's all about, you know, experiencing things. Mm. Have you watched the movie Soul by Disney, Pixar? Yes. 10 out of 10. 12 out of 10. Love it. (laughs) Great movie. Great great movie. movie. Mm -hmm. It's Sam's favorite movie. Oh, it's a wonderful movie. That, like, whole comparison between expectations, you know, how you see yourself, how other people see you as well. Mm. I think it's a great message. It's a good message. Even what's... uh, Inside Out, I thought that they did really well with that one when that first came out, like showing that it's okay to be sad, it's okay to have emotions, you know, you don't have to be happy all the time. I thought that was a really good movie as well. Yeah. The whole Disney pivot theme in terms of addressing, um, I guess, what, uh, EQ and understanding your emotions, but also like putting it into a film where it's not, you know, fairy tales, sunshines, and, you know, prince or princess or knight or something saves the day in the end. That, yeah. You know, it's a good direction to be going into for them. I agree. I think that was another thing I learned as well growing up is, you know, I guess you guys would have been the same, but growing up, you know, technology wasn't a thing for my parents. So growing up for me, it was this whole new thing that, you know, they didn't know if they had to put in boundaries. They didn't know like how to, you know, you know, parent their child in the age that we were in because, you know, it was, we were just getting phones and we're spending so much time, you know, on the computer or in front of the TV and things like that. So I find it's really nice that now it's been around for quite a while. It's sort of, you know, the the positives to it and you know the negatives. So it's a nice way to understand and know how to treat technology because it can be so positive on, you know, in an environment to someone, but it can be such a bad thing as well in the same time. It can be such, you know, a procrastinated source, (laughs) but just procrastinated. We really were like guinea pigs back then in a sense, you know, like MSN days and... And Yeah, handling, you know, things like that. Just how do you handle technology? How do you, you know, spend... I feel like there were so many bad habits I picked up growing up because, you know, my parents never had to deal with, you know, having a TV, you know, always watching TV or always being on the computer, Uh... you know, being on the phone and stuff like that. It's like, you know it would be like they would just go outside and play, whereas I'm like, I want to play games on my computer while talking to my friends on the phone. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, let me play Cub Penguin for four hours. Let me play Maple for five hours. And then Neopets, and then I can't. Yeah, I can't. I was trying to, I was actually talking about it yesterday to one of my friends, all the old games you used to play on your computer that were available you know, Neopets, Maple uh, Story, <laughs> Farmville on Facebook. Oh my God, Farmville! Horrendous. Yeah. <laughs> from City and things like that. Yeah, yeah, like the the hotel one. I can't remember the name of it. But oh my goodness, how times have changed. <laughs> oh, All I'm saying is, make your hobbies outside or inside. <laughs> That's fine too, but not on a screen. <laughs>
Well, it's gonna be on a screen. At least learn how to like build a game or something like that. Something oh, useful. Coding. That would be great. I would love to learn how to code. Right now, I'm yep. trying to learn some languages, like some coding languages. Ooh, and which one? Currently, I'm working with Perl. Um, Perl is why Perl? I'm very uh, because a lot of a lot of the science community do work with Perl. So a lot of the code is already in Perl. I'm trying to move it over to R. So R okay. I've done. I've yep. worked with R before. I quite enjoy R. Um, I'm trying to learn. I haven't learned it, but trying to do a bit of like Python and things like that. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what I'm trying to learn as well. Well, um, but more on like yep. the uni slash you know side um, because I guess that's. Um, I was very lucky. I got a scholarship mm-hmm. over. Um, last summer, and I was working with Perl, so I was working uh, with okay. programming and kind of doing commands and rescripts and you know writing out scripts and doing all yeah. that and installing. So I've kind of set up my environment, so I learnt all that. And one of the subjects this semester I'm doing is again, you know, setting up an environment and running commands and things like yeah. that, which I wish I had last semester before I did the scholarship. But anyway, um, so it's a good basis. I think it's a really good thing to learn. Yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. Be- um, because I'm actually surprised that you said Perl when you um, said you're learning how to code. Because normally when you ask someone who's new to coding and mm. what language they're learning, they're always like, oh, learning Python or SQL or something very, very general. But yeah, Perl yeah. is... It's definitely know. old. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if I've heard of Perl, to be honest. Because well, So originally I started to last, when I was doing my uni last semester, I started on R Studio or R. Mm. Um, which I find is super wonderful and easy to use. But Perl, I find, is a lot more prominent in, like, a science I- environment. A lot of people mm. I know do use Perl. Um, so right now I guess I'm trying to learn how to go from Perl to, to R Studio. Those are the kind of two interfaces I'm trying to work between. But I found it, it's hard because I'm on a Mac, so learning how to do, you know, m- because luckily Mac Terminal already has Perl installed on it. So you could type up in your terminal and say Perl, you know, version, and it will tell you that you've got Perl. Mm. But all the information online is just for Windows, you know, how to access it. But I'm very lucky. Yeah, I'm very lucky. I have a software engineer for a father. So technology runs in my veins. Mm. Like I'm not very good with it. But that's what I guess going back to, you know, minutes and minutes ago when we were speaking about direction and if I would what job would I be doing once I leave with this master's growing up I definitely told myself that I would avoid you know everything technology because my whole family is technology and coding and you know IT and finance where my whole family is and so I was like I don't want to do anything with IT and then now (laughs) for some reason (laughs) somehow I'm now doing coding but just in a in a you know for more you know data analysis so i'm still kind of doing science but, but i think it's better. impossible to run away from coding <laughs> from your parents full stop <laughs> nah it's from from like in the future yeah it's kind of in everything mm, so yeah. most jobs have yeah. some form of coding some form of code and it's a good thing yeah. to have i think it's a good skill yeah exactly so yeah for i think in every in I think every business field, you probably would have to touch coding of some sort. Even like um, like for marketing, it'd be probably the closest thing is like web design or um, 
email management and things like that, but it's still got lots to do with anything to do with a data set of any kind will have something to do with coding. And there's so much outsourcing, isn't there, as well? Like how many people you can bring in if you ever need someone to help you set up a website and things like that. You know, there's so many people that can help you with that. You can outsource almost everything now. And I'm surprised sometimes every single time I go back into having a look at the freelancer world, just how much you can outsource. It's, It's crazy, actually. It's good. Everyone's so connected, I guess. So it's just easier to find someone that can do the job you're asking for. So. Um, but I think a hundred percent, it is worth knowing, you know, the basics or knowing roughly your, for yourself as well, for your own, for your own knowledge, what's going on rather than just like hire someone be like, just do this for me. And then, you know, them coming back. Cause you never know if you'll have problems down the line or, you know, if you need to adapt, you know, rather yeah. than having to keep hire someone and things yeah. like that. Yeah. That's why you need a basic understanding of what you're asking for. <laughs> So that down the down the line, you'll be able to actually, well, one, check whether they've delivered on exactly what you've asked for, um, but as well, like future problems, maintenance and things like that, 100%. But it's a good skill regardless in terms of it's very trial and error. Well, not really trial and error, but if there's something wrong in code, it's very black and white. You just go in and look for the mistake. It's not very, um, there's, if there's a mistake, it'll come out. Uh, on the other end as a result there's a mistake in a sense it won't work <laughs> yeah you'll be like error output and you'll be like okay great which line was it that errored you know <laughs> and then well, come through all of it <laughs> yeah. yeah i know the struggle at the same time but you know and then when you get it to work it's like yes <laughs> i know and then you're like what did i do did i not write that down <laughs> i don't fix the situation yeah i think yeah, yeah definitely that's something I, i'm trying to learn now to have more of an understanding on that kind of stuff but let's add it to the list of hobbies i don't know (laughs) next thing you know you're going to be coding something about ants and your i'll I'll design a program or something or other and i'll have some sort of code and you'll just run it and it'll just tell you what to do i don't know (laughs) Uh, that that kind of reminds me they i i stumbled across this app um they can download your phone that keeps tracks of all your plants you just register all your plants, give them names and stuff, and it'll your, the app will remind you when you have to water them, when you have to yeah. give them nutrients or whatever. Yeah, I, I used know. to use something like that when I first yeah. like, started getting into it, but I feel like when I started getting into it, it was like, wow, well, what, what year am I in now? I don't even know, but I feel like it was maybe like, I want to say eight years ago or something, I got into plants or, you know, seven years, and they were, the app that I was using at that time wasn't, updated like not updated enough i guess for 150 plants well it was just getting them wrong and i was like i know this plant is not this plant you know and it was just like so frustrating and then it's like only add you know i don't know five plants and i'm like well i have more than that so (laughs) (laughs) but i found it it's i don't know i'm a big fan of excel sheets but i would i definitely need to get back into apps for tracking i think it's just so much easier i remember going into apps and what they can do as well there was an app i was using a lot and it's like you can take a photo a day and it compiles a list of all like it shows you in a little video at the end of the year of all you know you take a photo mm. a day, and it's got all your photos for the day de- for the year you know in a little clip and i thought I, that app was really good i definitely recommend an app something like that that app is the a day good. one 
Yeah, I can't remember what it was called now because I stopped using it. But definitely yeah. something like that is a nice way to kind of keep track of things and what was I doing on this day and stuff like that going into a very, you know, loosely on topic of tracking things. But yeah. tracking what was I doing on that day a year ago because, heaven forbid, you know, my memory is definitely not that great. So I started using Instagram for that, I think, mid last year. And I did it for I don't know how many months, but definitely it was something that it was nice when Instagram changed their feature and they added a calendar to have a look at all of your previous posts. Yeah. Like your stories and things like that. So I'm like, oh, so this is what I did on this day type thing. So it's nice looking back. It's a nice way to look back and see what yeah. you were up to. 100%. Well, I think this has been a fan. <laughs> fantastic session um is there anything else sam do you have any other curiosities that you'd like to ask steph mm, you'll never uh, get <laughs> low jokes come back next week <laughs> whatever yeah. you want to know you can only ask it now i'll never answer again <laughs> i think i've ran out of questions for now but i just really appreciate how bubbly you are oh, thanks <laughs> yeah I, I love me, meeting people like you that you just because I'm yeah, yeah. Just, that's a bad way to put it but no, kind of no, <laughs> because okay. yeah because I'm more of an introvert um as you may have noticed so I love people who just carry the conversation but I'm actually just just listening I'm like I, I love listening to people talk yeah, yeah. Which, which is a, it's nice I think it definitely, sometimes I'm like, can you just shush and let someone else speak? But I definitely <laughs> find it's, I, I way speak too much. Yeah, that wasn't English. I'm sorry. But no, nah, it's good for, good for our purpose tonight. Yeah. Yeah. True. You know who to get back on, I guess. I yeah, exactly. So <laughs> if we ever ran out of content. All right. Call Steph up. Yeah. So let me know. You know, I'm ready, yeah. I'm ready whenever you are. Whenever there's a time you need me, you're like, oh my God, we've got no one. Oh. To talk. Actually, that brings me to um, because when we started this podcast, obviously I told Steph and Gina about it. Um, Steph, I think remember you you listened to one of the very very early on podcasts and you made a number of comments on one of them. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying so to remember which one. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm one of you. I listened to your episode five. I remember. <laughs> What's episode five? I couldn't tell you now, but I it remember some things about like Let's happiness see. or ah, oh, that was um at the beginning. But I think life's default state is suffering. Yes, I think, yeah. so. I think so because I remember listening to it, and I feel like I sent you an essay of what my opinions yeah. were or what yes. I thought. Yes, like... and I love that. I love that. Oh my god! What was your opinion? My... I couldn't tell you now, but maybe you'll just have to get me on another time and we'll have to go through exactly. those opinions. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> All right, guys. Okay, okay. So that's it for tonight. Thank you, Steph, so much for joining us tonight. It has been a blast having you on. Thanks for having me. And we look forward for you to coming on the next time. Uh, 100% we're going to pick up that conversation. She's got <laughs> a lot of feedback for one of that's our very earlier episodes. So. Very keen to hear her opinion on that. She, did, I do remember she did send me an essay on it. So <laughs> I do love it when my friends send me. <laughs> I do love it when my friends send 
feedback essays because it just it just means that the podcast that we that me and Sam host really I guess get people thinking about mm. certain topics that we do talk about. So that I'm very very thankful for. So look forward to the next time Steph gets to come on as well. We'll have to wait for the feedback on this podcast too. <laughs> <laughs> So what we can chat about more or what we can improve on. <laughs> oh, 100%. And I, I feel like there would you, this episode would really resonate with anyone who's um, going back into university, who's got a huge plant or aquascaping um, Not specific love at all. or passion. Because <laughs> I, like, I feel like a number of my friends do have uh, a special place in their heart for plants. definitely because some people can't exactly have pets in their apartments or where they're living and things like that so turn towards plants you're bringing environment in you know get some nice oxygen flowing i think it's such a lovely hobby to have i think everyone should have at least 20 (laughs) (laughs) at least 20 not steph will make sure you have 20 (laughs) i'll come and count and then i'll provide (laughs) feedback on that Okay, okay. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to this uh, to this week's episode. We'll see you in next week's episode where I bring my our other friend Gina on for another very, very interesting episode. All right. We'll take care and we'll see you soon. Have a good night. See ya. Bye. Bye.